the first ever Twinkle podcast. My name's Sunny. And I'm Sally. So tell me about yourself, Sunny, then. What's your background in teaching and how did you come to work at Twinkle? Okay, so I was a primary school teacher for 10 years and um, mostly worked in Key Stage 1, especially Year 2, which I absolutely loved. Um, I've also got two children and I just, after about 10 years, decided to try a bit of a change. Um, I think a lot of teachers have a dream of working at Twinkle. <laughs> so I took the plunge and here I am. Been loving it ever since. Fantastic. How about yourself? Um, so I was a secondary history teacher in Manchester for four years. I had some time as a head of department, some time as a CPD lead, and then um, I had a bit of a, of a frustration with how CPD was currently in schools and I wanted to do more stuff, have a bigger impact. Um, couldn't really do that in the role I was in and so I saw an opportunity at Twinkle to come and be the CPD project manager and I jumped at that chance and I've been here now for just over a year and it's been a fantastic year, got a chance to get involved with so much stuff um, including this podcast which is really, really exciting. So, um, some of you may already know, it's actually the Twinkle Year of Wellbeing at the moment. So, Sally, can you tell us a bit more about that? So, the Twinkle Year of Wellbeing is where Twinkle are providing a hub to try and support teachers with their wellbeing. Um, and what we're focusing on particularly is trying to find out what works for individual teachers. So we've got a hub online where we are hosting resources, there's also events, there's support networks available uh, where teachers can go to if they are experiencing problems with their wellbeing and also great places to share and to have good wellbeing um, and to have the support to do that. All sounds really positive. So well-being really is quite a buzzword at the moment. Mm. We're seeing it all over the place and it's really quite new in, in our vocabulary yeah. in the past few years, I'd say. It's really kind of... So I guess the question is, what is well-being? Um, for me, I think, and obviously like you said then, um, it's a sort of new buzzword. When I was teaching in my first few years, it was all about finding your work-life balance. There wasn't really anything that ever mentioned well-being. No one asked me how I was mentally feeling. It was The all token about... gesture, bullet point <laughs> at the end of a meeting. Make yeah. sure you've got some work-life balance, please. Thank you very much. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Don't take your marking home too yeah. often, but make sure you do your marking. Kind of yes, thing. make sure it's done. <laughs> um, so what is well-being for me? For me, well-being is enjoying the job that you're in. It's feeling supported to do the job that you're doing, and you don't have a physical impact from the job you're doing. Obviously, every job is stressful. Every job is going to have its ups and its downs. But I do feel like you shouldn't have negative consequences from working in the job, if you yeah, see what I mean. Totally see what you mean. Mm. I guess when I think about well-being as a whole, I think generally just how we're doing. Mm. So I don't see well-being... I think some people might confuse it as... Um, you have to be on cloud nine all the time, and no. that's not the case at all. Um, just how you're doing in every area of your life, and making sure there's some balance, making sure there's healthy aspects in your life, that could be in your relationships, in your work, um, and just knowing that not every day is gonna be sunshine and rainbows, but you're gonna have an inner resilience. Yeah. So enjoy the highs, enjoy, the middles which <laughs> yeah. is fine sometimes Some days when Friday. things are just average <laughs> that can be really good um, and just knowing you've got the inner resources to tackle the yeah. lows as well you had a really good word there resilience and I think that's come through 
more in the last few years. So after they stopped talking about work-life balance and started talking more about well-being, resilience came in. And it's about having that mental resilience to know that this is a really stressful week, I can get through it, and next week will be less stressful. Yeah. And it's also about having those tools where if you know you are going to have a stressful week, it's having that resilience to be able to get through and to have the tools to support you in doing that and to find ways where you can lighten your workload in some areas in order to make up for the fact that one area has massively increased, say. Yeah. I mean, teaching, so much about teaching is giving. You're giving to so many different people in so many different areas and really intensely um, through the school term and through the holidays, Mm. like dispel the myth that teachers get these amazing (laughs) long holidays where they don't do anything. Um, So, yeah, it's it's about having that balance and making sure that you are looking after yourself. Mm. Um, So... I mean, we, we looked at some statistics, we've got some stats to share with you from the Education Support Partnership, who are the only charity dedicated to improving the well-being and mental health of the education workforce. Um, I mean, firstly, they dealt with a record 9,615 cases between April 2018 and the end of March 2019. So that was the largest number in the charity's history. Um, And they've seen a 28% increase in annual cases compared to two years ago. So that's insane, isn't it? And like, what's, what's happening? Like what is making teaching less of a, of a place to be if you want to have a positive wellbeing in your life? And it's a, it's a narrative that you see a lot in the media yeah. and a lot when you teach, speak mm. to teachers, a lot when you're experiencing teaching. So, yeah, there's something, yeah. well, various things happening. I mean, we can all give our opinion on yes. what they are, <laughs> political or not, but there's a lot of things happening. So it's a very real yeah. uh, problem and it's a conversation that needs to be had. Definitely. So. And that's one of the reasons for, us for this podcast is to explore why are teachers feeling maybe less well in themselves at the moment. But also, we don't just want to dwell on the on the the why behind it because we we want some actionable strategies for yeah. teachers as well. So this isn't just a, a doom and gloom <laughs> podcast. Yeah, people are there for a reason, yeah. and teaching is one of the most amazing jobs ever. Yeah. I mean you know to the influence you have on young lives is absolutely amazing and a privilege so yeah definitely definitely the positive side of uh, just making sure you yourself are okay in that were there any stats that you were surprised by um well the esp report that 57 percent of people considered leaving the profession in the last two years due to health pressures Wow. Now, I knew it was going to be, there was definitely going to be quite a high figure, yeah. but over half yeah. of the teaching workforce mm. considered leaving the profession. Because that's, of their health. And that, again, that shouldn't be the case, huge. should it? Yeah. That's huge. So one that didn't surprise me, actually, um, from these stats, was that teachers suffering from insomnia um, increased from 41% to 56% in the space of a year. Now, again, like I said before, there is always some there's always stress in every single job but insomnia not being able to sleep that is so prevalent in teachers on a regular basis so regular yeah I mean for for me it was always thinking it was always because we in the secondary school we had a two-week timetable and on a blue Tuesday 
and I taught the, this particular child who was just impossible and I couldn't get through, through, to, through to them at all. And on a Monday night, I just couldn't sleep and I'd wake up from nightmares about what this child might do. But obviously that's no good for well-being. I haven't slept. I've then gone in to teach all the rest of my classes. I'm burned, burned out already. So when I came to teaching him period five, I was already going in thinking he was going to be bad. And then that made him worse. Yeah. Because obviously he can sense that I'm like, oh, it's him coming in. And I worked myself up so much more. And it was a cycle. Just could not get out of this cycle of it. And so I can empathise with it. I, again, I just didn't real like, it is a, it's a large number. 56% of teachers suffering with insomnia. And when you do actually sleep, <laughs> you have horrible dreams. <laughs> the anxiety dreams where nobody can hear you talking and the class is oh running wild. Goodness. And SLT are walking in. And... <laughs> Papers are flying everywhere and rubbers across the room. Oh, those no. dreams. I, have you I had, don't have miss you, those dreams. I was going to say, have you had an anxiety dream in the last two years? I can't say I have. Um, and I don't, do not miss those dreams. No. The worst yes. dream I ever had was, and, and it would never ever happen, so I don't know why on earth I had this dream. Um, and I always dreamt that the site team had knocked through my classroom wall into the next classroom and I had to teach 120 pupils all at once but four different lessons and I and I don't know why I have the dream that will never ever happen but that was my worst nightmare and I used to wake up like shocked and like sweaty from this dream oh, it's just absolutely it's so real they're so real um but actually you made a really interesting point mm. that your own well-being was affected and you you kind of took that mm. into class not yeah. not of any fault of your own but yeah. There, there must be a relationship between the well-being of the education workforce, the teaching staff, and pupil well-being. There's got Definitely. to be that. It's such a reciprocal relationship. Mm. There's got to be something there. Definitely. So really, looking after yourself is a way of looking after mm-hmm. um, your pupils, and you get this a lot in parenting as well. Yeah. You know, it's learning to top up the parenting pot so mm. you can then give to your own children. Yeah. But I'm not going to go on a tangent <laughs> about the world of parenting. So what do you think then are the major are the major factors? Or like when you were teaching, what was the major factor that influenced your well-being? I think when, for myself, um, it would get to a point where I was just spinning so many plates and... Sometimes you're just owning it and you're spinning all these plates mm. and you're doing it and everything's fine. Um, but sometimes if you're not getting anything back for yourself and you're not feeling appreciated mm. or presented with everything you're doing wrong, mm. you start to... You're still spinning the plates, but you start to think, why? Yes. <laughs> why am I doing this? Who am I doing this for? And it can really, for me, affect... My confidence affects, you know, the re- you know, my reasoning for, as I mentioned, why I'm doing it, who am I doing it for, mm. um, and sometimes I just want to push the button and and just mm. magic myself to some <laughs> kind of tropical <laughs> island <laughs> on my own yeah. with nobody asking anything of me. But yeah, it's yeah. that constant giving mm. all the time, Someone getting to nothing back. To you. Yes, that that would be a major factor to make my well-being kind of deteriorate. So that's our first, I suppose, tip number one for how to improve yours and your colleagues' well-being is give something 
to someone else maybe and so if you see someone who's having a particularly tough day or if you know someone's having a day where they've got no PPA time or if someone's got a full teaching day and they've also got a break duty take them a cup of tea or offer to do their break duty for them if you've got a chance to it's the those kind things of things mean a lot they do yeah and it just like you said it allows someone to top up their own pot a little bit that's a really good way of saying it i like that yeah it's just letting someone re- recharge a little bit like yeah. in a video game if you've been like you know punched to the ground you need a little bit of time to get back up again <laughs> get those energy bars get, those back energy. Up. <laughs> get them back up um how about you is there anything in particular that you'd find would affect your well-being the bane of my life and also any of my managers and I felt so sorry for them I, I hated marking and marking was the biggest source of my well-being completely of my, of my poor well-being um, and I just couldn't from day one on my PGC I couldn't get my head around marking and I didn't know and like you said before I didn't know why I was doing it and I looked at all the studies and said you know there's no value in marking I mean, that's a sweeping statement but you know, like the most marking the way that we do it there's very little impact of it and I would sit there and I would read their work and I'd mark or I'd try and do quick marking and I'd get pulled up on that or I'd try and do in-depth marking and I'd get pulled up on that and every Tuesday we had a books routine and every single Monday night I used to go to the cinema with my friend and that was like my downtime but all the way through the film my stomach was just churning because I knew the next day I was going to get a telling off by my head of department and I was I just I just hated it I hated marking and I would take books in and just know that was like three hours of my life because I just couldn't do it I'd want a refund on that <laughs> cinema ticket. <laughs> That's not good. But, it, I mean, in all seriousness, mm. the nature of marking has mm. changed. Yeah. From, I mean, when I first started, it was very much you're marking, giving some feedback, yeah. and it's changed to an open dialogue mm. with children, um, pushing their learning further, challenging them with more questions, which is great, mm. but that can also be done verbally. And yeah. sometimes with, with more value. Mm. But again, yeah, the book looks. <laughs> it's not just a look, is no, it? It's <laughs> You're never, not just never, taking a little look. It's never just a um, look. But the scrutinies, um, I mean, just time, having the time in the day mm. to, once you've done your marking, pose a question to allow that child mm. time to respond to then respond to the child's mm. response, to respond. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah. there's so much green pen and pink pen and purple pen, and I, I just stressed out. I just, I hated marking, I and I pain. will mention marking so many times in these podcasts because <laughs> it is the pain of my life, or <laughs> was the pain of my life, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so I mean, what kind of thing would you, if you knew that things weren't quite going how you wanted them to what would work for you so for me it was all about planning and it was all about organizing and I'm a big person in having a like a weekly planner and knowing that what are my stress points and then where have I got some some wiggle room here or what can I can I call in a favor off someone kind of thing and so I'd know if I had parents evening on a Thursday I was going to take some time on a Tuesday or a Wednesday to make sure I had everything ready for parents evening so that Thursday wasn't a a huge massive rush so for me it was all about forward planning and making sure that I stuck to my forward planning obviously teaching things randomly pop up some child needs something or um or someone from SLT's asked you for something um, else but for me it's all about forward planning and about finding your what's the word for it it's finding your flexible points in the week where you could put 
bit more effort in there so that you had a bit of an easier time somewhere else. Yeah. That's what, that, that's what really worked for me. Was looking at planning. the bigger picture. Definitely looking at the bigger picture. Um, to sum up what I said, <laughs> in a much easier way. <laughs> I just, I just went on in, a yeah, in a nutshell. In a nutshell. Forward bigger. planning. <laughs> bigger picture. Um, I mean, I found... Something that I found in teaching and actually in life mm. in general, which is not easy to do, but a big, powerful act. And that's saying no. Wow. <laughs> How were you a teacher no. and said no? Um... I didn't do it very well, um, and I've um, learned how to do it better since leaving teaching. But just that extra thing that you need to do by tomorrow, on top of everything else, actually just, you know, there's no harm in saying, actually, this isn't realistically achievable because I've got this to do and I've got that to do. And just setting some boundaries yeah. and not taking on too much because I think the nature of teachers is that we want to help. Yes. Um, we get a lot from helping um, children. We get a lot from helping our colleagues as well. And for throwing yourself into the culture of the school as well. So if you've got a family fun day, giving up your weekends. Yeah. But actually, it again, similar point of looking at the bigger picture is that extra thing going to push you over yeah. the edge? Yeah. Is it doable? Yeah. Is it going to mean that you're working until the caretaker throws you out <laughs> to go home, put in a ding meal, which <laughs> for anyone not up north, I think is a microwave meal. Um, to then, that's, that's a, I think that's a northeast thing. I'm from Manchester. It, I have never heard of a ding, ding meal. meal. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's, it's just meal. a sunny thing. <laughs> a ready meal. I like a ding meal though. A I ding like, meal. I'm going to introduce that. Um, <laughs> Just to then get back on the sofa with mm. your laptop and, and working till yeah. till midnight. So really thinking, is that yeah. is that achievable? Is it important? Mm. Can I do it another time yeah. or can I just politely decline? Mm. Um, I think really, it. It, it's very hard to have those conversations, especially if you're um, a new teacher or if you're maybe not an assertive person yeah um, I think that can be really hard Definitely. and um, it was when I first started the twinkle actually the head of culture here Tim um, told me the best structure of how to say no to someone and he said first of all you very politely just say um, this can't this can't be done and then it was to say the reason why it can't be done and then if it could um, if it could be compromised so if it is a could I do less or could I have a longer extension? Or if it definitely cannot be done, it's saying you will need to find someone else to do this. And it's not being afraid to have that conversation. And because like line managers will understand, they'll be in the same position themselves. They have to say no to things that are coming from higher up than them. Sure. But it's all about being honest with them because they won't know what's going on in your head unless you put it out loud. So and it's being very polite about it. You don't have to be like, no, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Why on earth are you asking this of me? It's just saying, no, I'm really sorry, it can't be done. Yeah. Uh, this is why. Can I help in another way? Practice in the mirror. Practice, practice, <laughs> practice in, the mirror, in the mirror, and then put your hands in your pocket. I always did that. I always have had a pair of keys in my pocket that I would grip onto, and that would be like a little anchor, so I could, <laughs> so I wouldn't start shaking. So, yeah, so important, so important, so important. And also, I guess it's remembering that there's mm. no one size fits all. No, definitely. For what works. I mean, these are things that we that have worked for yeah. us. That everyone will have their own strategies, and it's working that out. What yeah. is it? 
that really works for you yeah. to make sure that things are stable mm. and to make sure that your well-being is, is as good yeah. as it could be. And that's also the same for schools as well. There isn't one size fits all for schools. Schools have to work with what's for their context, for the type of pupils they have, for the type of teachers they have. If you're a school that's predominantly NQTs, as I know there's a school down the road from me in Manchester, and they are, I think they had 21 new staff this year, and I know that 20 of them were NQTs, so there's only one more experienced member of staff. That is a very different workforce. Wow. That was a very different workforce than a school where they've taken on two new members of staff. They, they have a very different... Um, they have a very different provision that they need to provide for them. Yeah. Um, which I feel does bring us on to my favourite segment that we have <laughs> planned, and it is going to be my favourite thing, I think, every single week, and it is our well-being heroes and our well-being zeros. So examples of where schools have, tr- have done something, and you have to praise schools for always trying something. Yeah. Because never just sit on your laurels and never just sort of sit back and think this isn't a problem for us, but it's finding the schools that have done something, and actually, fantastic idea, I can see that having a really positive impact. And also the schools where they've tried something and I think it's just fallen a little bit flat. They haven't quite hit that mark. And these are some examples that we've heard of or experienced because we hear tons of stuff from Twinkle customers, don't we? We hear loads and loads of things. Um, But we we also want you to send in your ideas for these um, and so we will give you some um, details later on of how you can get in contact with us yeah, to send us your you. well-being heroes and zeros so first of all sunny what was your what's your well-being hero this week my well-being hero i've got to say um, it wasn't a one-off act it was a one-off person and it was the last school that i taught in and we had an executive head mm. And she's just really smiley and lovely and compassionate and kind and just so good for your well-being because with all of that you feel appreciated, your hard work was taken on board, um, there wasn't ridiculously unachievable expectations put on you. Um, and just being managed by someone like that was a huge, huge well-being hero for me. Fantastic. Yeah, so it wasn't that a one great. Yeah. I mean, obviously the pizza when Ofsted get caught <laughs> in. Or like the cups of tea on parents' evening and chocolate. They, it's those little random acts. You mentioned them before as well. Of like just, yeah, someone topping you up when you need it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, what about your well-being hero? My well-being hero um, was in my last school and it was, um, they set up a ironing service. Genius. Now, I was recently moved out into my own new house. As I've said before, can't do marking, so I need to sit for hours and hours and doing it. When am I going to have a fresh blouse to wear to school the next day? And so, yeah, they organised an ironing service where you brought it washed and they would take it away and they'd bring it back ironed. And in the end, they had to stop it because people weren't taking advantage of it. Who doesn't take advantage of an ironing service? You'd take in your families, wouldn't you? You'd literally take in. Just bring in aunties, uncles. I took in, I took in bedding. I took in towel. I almost took in a tea towel that came back ironed. I loved it. I'd get my socks ironed. Yeah, get I'd everything get my ironed. Socks ironed. And it was done for free. And, and I'm, I'm sure that probably it wasn't budget, budget effective or anything like that. But it was just, I, I felt so happy to work there. And I was shouting it to everyone. I was like, we have an ironing service. That is brilliant. It was amazing. Now, on the contrary, this one was not my school. This is my well-being zero. Um, I saw this on Twitter um, and I shall not name obviously who it is, I shall not name the school, um, but it was a school where they 
to improve well-being had compulsory extracurricular activities for teachers. Now, this wasn't that teachers had to lead them, but teachers had to take part in them. So they had like a book club and a jogging group, and they had like a cooking class, but you couldn't choose which one you went to. Wow. And so the thing I saw on Twitter was someone who'd come back off maternity, and the only space they had left was in the jogging group. Now, I'm not a mum, but maybe you can tell me, Subby, when you came back off maternity, would you have liked to have been in a, in a running group? No, no, especially after a day at work. Yes, no. And if running's your thing, running is your thing. And I know lots of teachers who run to de stress. Absolutely fantastic, but not everyone is. And that's the thing that works for you. I love to run, Great. but not enforced running. No, with other people. With other people. <laughs> who <no>. are... <laughs> so, yeah. What's your well being zero for this week? Oh, well, we had a head teacher who would. A completely different head teacher who would, um, when it was end of year report time, stressful for anybody, he would get them all submitted and hold a meeting and the person who did the best reports would get a bottle of wine, which sounds really lovely, there's a reward. Um, However, the meeting was actually used to, um, he had copied, um, quoted mistakes that teachers oh. had made and would read them out Did he publicly. name the people? Um, didn't name the people. But he obviously knew who it was. Everyone knew oh. if it was theirs would quote and also it would have the child's name in it which again you would be able to know which teacher that was. Imagine the anxiety dreams the day before that. I yeah, know it would just use basically to shame and to embarrass people. Um, also a large population of our um teaching force didn't drink mm-hmm. so the bottle of wine was a useless reward um, and then after shaming everybody then giving one person a reward was just really awkward so on the face of it, it looks like a huge uh, well-being hero yeah. but a when you look into big it, fat zero <laughs> big fat zero that is but that's what we said before about context isn't it you've got to have the right reward for the right context wine in your case was not the right, the right reward. I mean, anyway. I won it, so Obviously. I mean, I wasn't complaining. <laughs> However, the whole event was just no. cringe and awkward and anxiety. Mm. Just really unnecessary when the nature yeah. of the job is so mm. throws up so many challenges itself. It we had, yeah, we had a similar thing when again marking. Good God, marking! And um, we used to have a thing where when we talked about like, what good marking looked like to like the whole staff and what bad marking looked like. But rather than using examples from the internet where we don't know them, they always use examples from the staff. And they were always mine. They were always, and it was always, <laughs> yeah. look at what this person's writing. And also my handwriting is illegible. So it was always like, make sure you have good handwriting. And I was like, everyone knows it's me. I'm not surprised and... your cinema trips were <laughs> horrible. And it was it's just, yeah, I was like, give me support on this. Don't just yeah. keep singling me out. There's a I'm big difference between singling someone out mm highlighting what they've done wrong or actually constructively helping yes. them thank you away there from you the, away from the <laughs> meeting so we'd really love to hear from you um love to hear your experiences please share them get in touch hear about your well-being heroes and zeros also there's been much debate <laughs> in twinkle hq team about sunny the, or team sally <laughs> team sunny or team sally where where do you fit with this what's your opinion the spelling of zeros zeros does not have an e Zeros has an E. It's Z, Z, no, Z-E-R-O-S. That's it. Okay. In my teaching world, it's Z-E, 
R O E S. You're just wrong. Which goes to show <laughs> you can take you can take the teacher out of school, but you know. No, so yeah, do do tell us what you think, and you can get in touch in a few ways. So you can get in touch with us via email, um, yeah. and that is twinklecares at twinkle.co.uk, or you can um, join our Facebook group, which is the Twinkle Wellbeing Facebook group. Yeah, you may if you're already in the Wellbeing group, feel free to either message. You can. Yeah. Um, DM on there, or you can share a post uh, post on there. But um, it is a you can request to join that. So yeah, do get in touch, um, or just DM us on Twitter as well with Twinkle Resources. It'll get to us. Yeah, so definitely. But yeah, get in touch with your experiences, any tips you've got, um, heroes and zeros, what works for you, what affects your well being. Um, yeah, very much. We'd love these podcasts to be a bit of an open conversation. So yeah, it's very much about you, mm-hmm. and we'd love to hear your experience. Before we finish off then, one last thing we do want to say is we have mentioned the Educational Support Partnership before. Um, They are, as Sunny said, a charity. Um, They provide a counselling service as well. Um, They are free to call, free to email, and they have some fantastic advice and some really good listeners as well. So never, ever suffer in silence. Always get in touch with them. They are absolutely fab people. They're a great charity. Yeah, so if you Google, you'll be able to find them. Yeah. Fantastic. So last thing then, Sunny, for this week, what is your top tip for well-being? get outside oh yes while it's still a little bit sunny (laughs) yeah sometimes i think digging deep doesn't mean putting another hour on the laptop digging deep can mean just put it to one side if it's not productive get outside fantastic love it how about you mine is ask for help i never ask for help enough um especially if you are new into a school or even if you've been at school for 10 years um if you have anything go to your line manager go to a friend at work um, go to the business manager, go to the deputy head, go to whoever you feel that you have a good relationship with um, and say, I need help with this. Never, ever just think that you're in it on your own. Go Perfect. to other people. Good advice. Thank you. Right, that's us signing off. Thank you for we'll listening, see guys. See you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.